0: This is the Endangered Species Podcast, the podcast by aspiring men for aspiring men from Orlando, Florida, Logan. We're in Orlando. We're in Orlando, baby. We are here to get the godly man off the endangered species list. And Logan, I'm pumped, man, about our guest today because I don't meet many guys who memorize scripture or make it a priority in their life and the guys I do meet that do that are seventy six years old. But today we've got a twenty six year old man who, in my mind, is bought into this idea of the word soaked mind. He's got a word soaked mind. It's not by accident. Luke McEnich, uh, welcome to the Endangered Species Podcast. What up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Hundred percent, man. It's it's great to see you, bud. First of all, uh, man. How did you gain a conviction for the importance of memorizing scripture? Because I know you you have it, and I know there was a time you did not have it. So tell us about that journey.
1: Yeah, that's a good question, Sean. I think for me, it came probably, you know, I came to faith, I'd say, when I was 20 years old. And, and I didn't have really the conviction to memorize scripture early on in my faith. It really wasn't until I got around other men. Uh, who really took this seriously, and, and I saw how it made a difference in their lives, and I wanted that, and I was challenged by how how they took this idea of memorizing scripture seriously. I think there's a little bit of a competitiveness in me. Uh, I, I saw I saw how many <laughs> verses they had memorized, and I'm like, hey, I want. I need to start doing this. But yeah, it really wasn't. Pure motives, pure motives. Yeah, exactly. I I would say it really wasn't until I got around other godly men and and saw the difference that it had in their lives. Man, that's awesome. Um, Right off the bat, dude, let's dive into it. Where does does the Bible actually tell us to memorize scripture? You know, Logan, it's a great question. There isn't a verse in the Bible that actually tells us that we need to memorize scripture or that we have to memorize scripture. Right, Paul doesn't hey, Paul doesn't say hey guys, as a Christian you need to memorize the Bible, but what's interesting is is if you look at the Bible, it, it's implied in a lot of places. It's implied in a lot of places, and we can also just see, I also say a sequence of of thoughts with that. And so, um, for instance, right, we, we got the Holy Spirit, and we all know who the Holy Spirit is, hopefully, and, and the Holy Spirit has a huge role in our lives. Right he, he sanctifies us, right He awakens life and faith and personal transformation in our lives. We can think about Galatians five and, and the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, all of that. But what's interesting is when you look at what this Holy Spirit does in our lives, it is he does he does that through the word right First Peter one twenty three it says, "For you have been born again, not a perishable seed, but imperishable through the living and enduring word of God." John 17, 17, it says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So new birth, right? Sanctification, this is all the work of God and not by any other way than the word. The word is huge in our lives
0: and memorizing scripture plays a huge role in that. Yeah, I love that, man. I remember being a college kid and trying to figure out how do I begin to cleanse my mind? I've got all of these uh, sexual images. I've got lust driving my thoughts all the time. And then I became a believer and realized my mind should not be consumed with these thoughts. I want it to be consumed with the things of God, with doing good, with things above, as it says in Colossians three, set your mind on things above. Mm -hmm. And I realized the only way I'm going to be able to cleanse my mind is going to be through scripture memory. I want to circle back for just a second. You guys were talking about uh, why memorize scripture and what does the Bible say about that? I can think of a couple scriptures where the Bible strongly encourages scripture memory. I I think of Proverbs 22, 17 and 18. It says, uh, apply your heart to what I teach. It is pleasing when you keep them in your heart and have all all of them ready on your lips. Um, But I would agree with you. I can't think of one explicit scripture, but I can think of many where we're commanded to meditate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on on Scripture, and how can I meditate on Scripture if I don't have that Scripture memorized?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, I think of Joshua one eight, where uh, God commands Joshua and the and the people uh, to to meditate on His law day and night. And I don't think any of them back then were were walking around uh, day and night with with the the scrolls, right? Uh, God's word in their hand. That they they memorized it, and you know we can see actually you know throughout history uh, of people memorize this all the time. I would say it actually wasn't till very recently that we've kind of lacked in this discipline.
2: Before we go any further, Luke, what I want you, I want you to give us some reasons of why you think people don't memorize scripture because like you just said, it's it's kind of a discipline that's faded in a lot of ways in in the lives of Christians in the past however many years. Why do you think that people don't memorize scripture?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I hear a lot of different answers for that. I think one of the main ones I hear is just the the reality of, "Hey, I'm not good at it. I, I I'm terrible at memorizing certain things, or it's just hard, right? It it takes discipline. But what's interesting is God made us with a brain, and we can memorize whole songs, you know, with very minimal effort. Like Sean, I was actually just in the car with you not too long ago, and you told me that you had the whole Boston album. Uh, from way back in the day, memorized by heart, right? And and so, so many people, right? We have so many- Hey, man, if
0: you're going to memorize an album, I highly recommend anything by Boston. Yeah, I think I know (laughs) one Boston song.
1: (laughs) um, Yeah, all of us, right? We we have tons of songs memorized. And and those songs, right, they're way longer. They're way longer uh, than verses, but we have all that memorized. And, And so, the idea that it's harder, we're just not good at memorizing things, I just don't know if that really stands. All right, we we can memorize stuff if we put our mind to it. I'd also just say that internally, deep down, if we don't memorize scripture, what we're saying is that it's just not important. That we don't believe it's important. But I, I think again, if we look at the Bible, if we look about, if we look at what God says uh, about His Word, then we we should have a different perspective on that when it comes to memorizing scripture.
0: Luke, I look at you and I think, man, he's a young guy. He prioritizes scripture memory. It's a bit of a throwback, man. I'm like, dude, do you not know Netflix and TV exist? Do you (laughs) not watch sports? (laughs) I love it, man. I I love being around. Sadly, you're an old soul for prioritizing scripture memory. That should not be the case. It should be the norm among young men. And for me, if you don't prioritize memorizing scripture, you really can't be a godly man because you won't have a word-soaked mind. What are some of the reasons that drive you to memorize scripture?
1: Yeah, Sean, we just talked about uh, how the Bible does actually command us to, to meditate on scripture day and night, and you know we all talked about the reality of we're not carrying around Bibles all the time, but scripture memory, it makes meditation possible for us. It makes meditation possible for us when our Bible isn't accessible. And, and meditation, that's one of the keys of just unlocking God's word in our hearts. And so when we memorize scripture, we can actually do that. We can meditate day and night. I'd also just say, you know, if you look at Romans 12 too, it's a great way, um, if not the only way of how we can reshape our minds to God's viewpoint, right? When we take God's word in and we internally, you know, unpack that in our hearts, we allow it to transform just the way we think, uh, the way we talk and the way we act. Yeah, I will say I, I agree with both of those points, and I
2: love both of those points. I think I've even just seen that in my own experience with scripture memory. W- one of the things to address the question before of why people don't memorize scripture, I think early on for me, it just felt like school. Like mm-hmm. I was, I had note cards out, and, and it felt like I was memorizing vocabulary words for like a test. But I think where that started to sh- shift in my mind, and I started to view it not as that anymore, was when I would be in real-life situations and be able to recall scripture in that moment and realize, man, there is so much value in being able to just have this unlock and having it like almost bubble to the surface in my brain in this situation. So I love that.
0: I would agree with that. I feel like the response to people who say, why do I need to memorize scripture? I have the Bible in my pocket on my phone and everybody can through the YouVersion app or other Bible apps. Here's my reason it's the same reason that a quarterback memorizes the plays. Mm. If you are in the heat of battle and you have to look down at your forearm during the play to remember how the play should be run, where the you know primary receiver and secondary receiver, to remember your checkoffs and all this kind of stuff, during that 4.1 seconds, if you have a good O-line, uh, before you have to throw the ball, it ain't going to work. And so what Logan was just saying about memorizing scripture so that the Holy Spirit can re- help us recall or bring those scriptures to mind, it's absolutely a game changer. If you have to look up a scripture in a situation, the situation that's coming to my r- mind right now is Matthew four, where Jesus is tempted by mm-hmm. Satan in three different times in Matthew four, one through 11, Jesus quotes scripture. He didn't have to look that up. That is what uh, came to his mind because he had committed it to heart.
1: Yeah, Sean, I was even just thinking of Psalm 119 where the psalmist said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I think everyone who I know who who takes this seriously in memorizing scripture, it has absolutely changed the game for them uh, in, in terms of, of fighting the battle against the devil's schemes. Right? In, in that example of Matthew 4, um, you know, the Satan is coming to Jesus and, and he's sharing scriptures, but, but twisting them, but Jesus, right. He, he knows the scriptures well. And he uses that, uh, to fight back against his schemes. And we can do that as uh, Christians, you know, as just normal people, um, we can use God's truth, uh, to fight against temptation to, to remind us, uh, of just the truth of him and his word. That's awesome. Luke, man. What, what what's
2: another reason why a person
1: should memorize scripture? Yeah, I think one of the biggest ways I've also just seen this play out is, you know, if you memorize scripture and, you know, you are ministering to someone else, right? Someone else comes to you um, with a problem or, uh, I mean, you're just trying to help them grow. Memorizing scripture, it allows you to provide the strongest words uh, for those in need. I think so many times in our life we're caught off guard when someone comes to us uh, because we don't know what to say, right? And we can share our opinion with them, but how much greater is sharing God's word, which, which is true, and versus sharing uh, just what we think, you know?
0: I love what you're saying there, sharing the strongest words, the sweetest words, the most needful words mm-hmm. in the moment. I think of Ephesians 4.29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. But only what is helpful for building those others up according to their needs, then it may benefit those who listen. And and what do people need? They need the Word of God. I'll never forget a dear friend of mine, James Heinzig, older man, farmer, was up in a tree with a chainsaw. <laughs> Dude was an absolute savage. But unfortunately, he fell. He fell and ultimately became a quadriplegic from that accident. When he initially went into the hospital, I showed up at the hospital and it was all of his family members, extended family, probably about 15, 16 people and me and and some of their friends from church. And as we stood around in a circle, we decided to do two things. And I was just, I was a college kid at the time, maybe 24 years old, something like that. Two things were decided by one of the farmers in the group. One was, we're going to sing some hymns. And so we stood there in a circle in the emergency room and we sang the sweet words of scripture to each other and mm-hmm. to the Lord and souls were comforted. Mm-hmm. And the second thing he said we're going to do is we're going to quote psalms to each other to encourage one another. Well, at that time in my life, I had memorized many psalms <laughs> and I was like, oh, shoot, I hope we don't go in a circle, you know, and it comes to me. Uh, but that's not how they did it. Just different people quoted scripture to each other. and. And what James needed ultimately, when people got to go in and see him, and what different people who were grieving in that circle needed, was not the philosophies of mankind. What was not the droning's on of the best human thought can offer. We needed the sweet words of scripture. And they came from all of these old farmers and their wives' memories. Because they had committed the word of God to memory. I wonder how many believers would be equipped today to do such in a situation like that.
1: Yeah, Sean, I've been lucky enough to have a lot of mentors and just people I look up to uh, be able to speak into my life. And what's interesting is I look back, I actually don't remember many people's advice to me at all. But what I do remember is the scriptures that they brought in. Uh, I actually someone shared that Ephesians 4:29 uh verse with me not too long ago uh and just the way I was talking uh with people I was I'm a just a, a an extremely sarcastic dry humor type of guy not everyone is like that and, and so <laughs> <laughs> you don't say <laughs> yeah. hey so so when I'm uh, when I'm speaking you know in a way that I enjoy uh but it's not beneficial it's not encouraging to others i really appreciate the people who who have come in uh, and just said and shared that verse with me it's really made me think about what i say uh, and how i say it i also think back uh quite a few years ago someone sharing matthew 16 24 through 25 with me uh, that was pivotal for me coming to faith in general uh that verse it talks about how well jesus is basically saying hey if anyone would come after me they must deny themselves take up their cross and follow me for he who wants to save their life will lose it Um, but he who loses their life for me will find it. And I remember reading that and thinking I was a Christian and that a guy shared that verse with me. And I'm like, man, I think I'm missing something here. If that's what it looks like to follow Jesus, I think I'm missing something. And it made me start thinking about for the first time in my life, Hey, am I really following Jesus? Do I really have a relationship with him?
0: Well, man, as we're talking about this, I cannot help but think about your cousin, our mutual friend, a guy named Austin. We love him. We admire him. Uh, I have deep respect for his walk with the Lord, even though he is in his 20s (laughs) like you. Uh, and, And I think over time, I realized one of the major factors of his godliness outside of just the guy's humble man. And that's probably the number one driver, I would say, of his life. But the second would be his commitment to scripture memory. What do you see in his life, man? Yeah, Austin, he was
1: actually one of those guys I was talking about earlier. I just got to live with him a few years back, and I saw him taking this seriously, taking uh, just the discipline of memorizing scripture seriously, and it's changed my life. But. Austin, what's funny about him, that dude has had numerous concussions in his life, right? So if anyone, if anyone has an excuse for, hey, I can't memorize things very well, it's him. And Austin told me, he's like, hey, I, I just walked one time and I went out and I just prayed to God that he would help me memorize his word. And I, I remember that day and I remember um, from there on out, he just really took this seriously. So I'd say, I think it was about five years ago, he started memorizing scripture for the first time. And you know, I asked him not too long ago, hey, how many how many passages, how, how many verses of scripture do you have memorized? And I think he was being really humble uh, when he replied to me, because I think the the number is actually far greater. But he told me he had over a thousand passages of scripture memorized. So in about five years uh, of memorizing scripture, he has over a thousand passages memorized and he would tell you too of you know how that's impacted his life of he used the the verse psalm one and and that that verse it gives the imagery of a a tree planted by streams of water and he's just told me hey that this has given me stability in my life there's been a lot of circumstances the past few years um that, that have just been crazy but this is the one thing that has given me stability of knowing knowing god's word being able to recall it um, whenever something comes up, it's allowed his mind to be filled with God's truth. If we allow just the circumstances of our life, uh, to be the only thing speaking to us, man, we're, we're, we're in for something we're in for a whirlwind, but when we allow God's viewpoint, God's word, which is so much better then then things are going to be a lot more stable. We're going to be able to be reminded of his truth and, and follow that instead
0: of the voices in our head. Yeah. I remember you just saying the other day that you retain 15% of what you read, but a hundred percent of what you memorize. I thought about that in church Sunday morning as, as the pastor was preaching because I, I deliver a lot of messages and sermons and it can be a, a, a work in futility. I'll tell you, because you're sitting up there, you're trying to do your best to communicate God's word in a people in a way that people will remember it will retain it. If that means turning some scriptures into, um, rhyming slogans or catchy phrases so that people can take scripture and remember it throughout the week and recall it, man, I'll do that the best I can. But ultimately, there's no substitute for just old-fashioned hard work, digging in, sweating it out, dirty hands, memorizing the scripture through saying it over and over again in my head. Luke, how... How do you think
2: scripture memory maybe is specifically important and specifically applies to listeners right now that are leading other men or aspire to be a spiritual leaders someday? Why is scripture memory so important for spiritual leadership in particular?
1: Man, I think you can get, uh, you can appear to get by in the Christian life uh, by knowing about God's word. But I genuinely believe you cannot be an effective leader unless you actually know it. You know, we talked about earlier how Memorizing Scripture it allows you to provide uh, God's truth instead of your opinion when you're ministering to others. You, you you can give people your opinion all the all the time if you if you're leading other men, and, and that might be useful. But it's not. It doesn't come anywhere close to how useful and how practical and how important uh, God's word is.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. In Ephesians six, Paul calls the Bible the sword of the Spirit. And when I think about the importance of memorizing scripture just for myself, that's it's compelling enough for me to want to fill my mind with scripture. But when I think about, man, if I am going to make disciples, if I am going to sharpen other men, if I'm going to build godly men, I'm going to have to know how to wield that sword. I don't want to go under the knife that is in the hand of a surgeon who is unskilled. I do not want to go under the knife uh, that is in the hand of a surgeon who doesn't know what he's doing, whose knife is dull, who doesn't know where to cut or even what surgery he's performing. The man of God needs to know what to say and when to say it. And it's so easy as as a minister, and I'm using the word minister for every godly man who's trying to make disciples. I'm not talking about people who get paid to do it it's so easy for the minister to do plastic surgery instead of heart surgery. And what I'm calling plastic surgery is just sharing your opinion. Well, I think this, I think that, yeah, sometimes we just need people's advice, the the advice of guys who have gone before us for different areas in our lives. But if at all possible, share scripture. And if you're always having to duck away and kind of look it up and research it, and it's not just coming from within you, then I can tell you something. It has not shaped you yet. It has not owned you. I see scripture as a marinade that, that soaks my brain, that soaks my thinking, that cleanses my mind of impurity and arrogance and selfish motives over the years. And over time, if I'll humble myself. And that's one of the things I love about Austin, man is I I never would have known that he has a ton of scripture memorized. He's not not out there quoting it, uh, for pats on the back or spiritual stickers, so to speak, or anything like that. The dude does speak a lot of scripture, but I feel like it comes from a humble heart. I feel like the word has done its work in his life. I do see a Psalm one man, um, who is rooted in God's word. I do see his leaf staying green during famine, and it's really cool to see that, um, but the man of God, the the minister, the minister of God needs to be able to wield the knife with skill. And I don't think I can unless I'm regularly, regularly memorizing scripture.
2: Luke, what would you say to the person who's like, man, yeah, scripture memory, it sounds great. But that's kind of just for for preachers and pastors and try hard Christians. What would you say to the person who says that?
1: Realistically, I'd say there is no substitute for memorizing scripture, and and really there's nothing that can replace it in doing what it was designed to do, right? So we we talked about leaders, and I would say that, hey, you cannot be an effective leader uh, without memorizing scripture. You can't just know about God's word. You got to know God's word. But I would go above and even farther than that and say, I don't think we can be effective in our Christian walk. I don't think we can be uh, effective in the calling that Jesus has for us unless we know his word and unless we hide it in our hearts. Because because what we do when we memorize scripture is really we forge this connection between our hearts and our minds and God's word and we allow it to become more transforming and more deep to to allow again the spirit to transform our lives from the inside out.
0: Luke, I've seen people memorize scripture different ways. I happen to live with a walking Bible. My wife, Kim, and she kind of does it with three by five cards. She writes scriptures on there. She quotes them out loud. She usually does them on a walk, but that's just one way. I'm sure there are a lot of ways. How do you memorize scripture?
1: Yeah, there's a ton of ways to memorize scripture. You know, there's scripture memory apps out there. Uh, I think if anyone is like me, they they struggle to focus while they're on their phone. So I try and veer away from that. I'm like your wife. I, I do the three by five note card that's old school. Um, it's the only time I've ever really used note cards in my life. But I found that it's the most effective for me, whether it's walking around. I really enjoy just putting them in my car. And whenever I hit a stoplight, I'll just go through a verse or two really quick. I've actually done it where I, I put them up on the, the top of the shower and I have them in there while I'm showering and I can just recite a few verses real quick and just keep it fresh in my mind. There's a lot of different ways out there. I think just carrying them with you um, again, I'm, I'm a big advocate of the three by five note card, but having them on you at all times and, and just being able to pull those out when you whenever you have a moment.
2: I'm a big three by five guy, too. I've even done it on the bathroom mirror, like while I'm brushing my teeth in the morning. And I think, too, a big one, just having people quiz you, having roommates or friends or people in your life, maybe even people you're trying to minister to quiz you. Um, I think that's a great way to,
1: to utilize that resource. Yeah, Logan, I a hundred percent agree with that. I think when you ask other people to quiz you, not only do you get more practice in memorizing scripture, but the person you ask, they get to hear these scriptures and they get to be challenged and encouraged in that. Again, going back to Austin, uh, that's what he did with me. And that's one of the ways that I got motivated to do this is he was asking me to quiz him.
0: Yeah. The man who first inspired me to memorize scripture was a pastor. Long haired pastor named Rob Mathias, shout out to Southern California, Rob Mathias. Rob uh, picked me up one day. I jumped in the car. He handed me an eight and a half by 11 of Romans 12 in the Phillips translation. I'll never forget because he said, hey, check me on my scripture memory. And then he quoted the whole chapter. I'd never seen anything like that. I never knew that was possible. He probably had it down pat and was trying to just trying to inspire me. (laughs) Didn't really need me to check him. I don't know. He probably did. Actually, the guy was an incredible man of God, but that 10 minute experience showed me something. It showed me that I need to be putting the word of God in my mind if I want to be a man of God.
2: Yeah. I will never forget one of my close friends quoting all of second Timothy start to finish the entire book to me and me realizing for the first time ever, whoa, like it it actually is possible to store up that much of the word in your heart. And again, for him, it wasn't to flex. It was, I, like I said, I want to store up the word in my heart. He had an entire letter that Paul wrote to his protege, Timothy stored up in his heart and could draw on all of that wisdom at any time. I think the one practical thing I would add just in any scripture memory, whether it's a verse, a passage, anything is just understanding the context is huge. I had a friend t- tell me one time, man, I actually don't think you should even be memorizing a verse unless you understand the context that it's in. So I, in my mind, I think you need to, if you're going to memorize a verse, you need to understand the context of what it's in. You need to understand the paragraph and the, the chapter and the book that it's in.
0: Guys, I want to talk for a second to the members of the herd, our listeners, the the members of the endangered species list out there, you guys who aspire to godly manhood. I want to challenge you not to make these excuses. Man, it would be so easy to say, I don't have a good memory. I don't have time for this. Blah, 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 right? Man, men don't make excuses. Men embrace responsibility, reject passivity and get work done. I want to encourage you guys to go down to Office Depot or get on Amazon, order some three by five cards and look up the topical memory system online and begin to write down or purchase the topical memory system online. Begin to write down those scriptures and just memorize one or two a week. When I was 20 years old, a guy that I was living with a guy who mentored me, a guy who lost his leg to cancer while I was living with him and quoted scripture throughout the ordeal. I was so confused by his joy. I was confused at his lack of bitterness and his abundance of gratitude. And when I asked him why he just started quoting scriptures. And it was another reason that I thought, man, I need to fill my mind with the words of God. And so I started memorizing at age 20, two verses a week because this guy told me, he goes, if you just do two a week, that's a hundred a year. By the time you're 30, your mind will be soaked with a thousand scriptures. It will flavor your words, your thoughts, your response in pressure packed situations. It will determine how you treat people. It will shape how you respond to people. And I can tell you, I took that challenge. I followed through on that challenge and everything he said has come true. I've become more aware of my pride. I've become more aware of my selfishness. I've become more aware of my laziness. And what's happened for me is that the word of God has become a language for the Holy Spirit to speak to me. If I'm going to be literate in the divine, I'm going to have to memorize his word. So guys, I just want to challenge you. Man, don't start next week. Don't start tomorrow. Man, while you're motivated, begin to memorize scripture today. Don't dabble in it. Don't kind of memorize it. Don't kind of memorize five. Thoroughly and fully memorize one. And I'll give one more practical, guys. I think you ought to try to stick with the same version of scripture. We're fortunate enough in America that we have literally hundreds of versions of Bibles in English But man, just pick one, because I've seen over the years guys who switch around translations, and I've done this myself, you start getting confused on what they say, and you start misquoting scripture because the words all run together. Luke, any final words for us, man? What challenge or encouragement would you have for these guys?
1: Yeah, I would just say we live in a world where the Bible is more accessible than it's ever been, yet we live in a world where people are more biblically illiterate. Uh, than it's ever been. And so I would just say, hey, we need to take this seriously. If you want to be a man of God, then you need to take this seriously. And so my hope for, for everyone who's listening to this is that you'd start memorizing scripture and you'd start doing it today and you will see God transform your life.